So I am on page 228 under the section Political Sophistication. Another concept related to the need for cognition was introduced into the communication literature by June Ray and Joseph Capella. These authors were interested in trying to explain why some news viewers come away from a story having learned very little information, while other viewers have learned quite a bit. Working in the realm of politics, these authors developed the concept of political sophistication. One's level of one's level of political sophistication is a function of knowledge and political ideology. A person who knows very little and doesn't have a well-developed political ideology has a low level of sophistication. In contrast, a person who knows a great deal and has a definite political views has a high level of sophistication. Rhee and Capella found that after exposure to news stories about healthcare reform and a mayoral election campaign, these viewers who were politically sophisticated had learned more and had higher quality arguments about the issues when they were given a chance to write about their own views. So basically in this paragraph, they're saying that the more um, information that you have about politics, um, the better you're going to understand the news and um, the more that you're going to receive like information from it. Um, so I think this is kind of obvious, but it's a good thing to take note of because if you have a political context in your show, if you're talking about something political or you're talking about the news or current events or something, then you can look at who are you going to target. You're going to want to target these people that have political sophistication and that also have that need for cognition. They want to learn and they enjoy learning and they enjoy um, thinking about a new topic. So um, I think that's just a good way of analyzing kind of who, who you're going to target based on how much knowledge they have. The next paragraph is on page 239 and it's under the role of emotion. One reason vivid images may tend to be memorable is that they evoke more intense emotional reactions than unspoken words or plain written text. Of course, there may be exceptions to this rule. If you are highly involved with a particular issue, mere words in the newspaper or words spoken by a newspaper might be more than enough to set your emotions stirring. Generally speaking, however, vivid images have a more direct pathway to the emotions. John Newhagen recently reported new research from his program of studies on emotional media images. Using news images, he found that those provoked anger in viewers were the most memorable, followed by images that induced fear. Finally, people had the worst memory for images that they had found to be disgusting. Newhagen pointed out that these findings may have practical implications for the way news stories are put together. He stated, Producers can use such images to first draw attention to a story and then insert information they think viewers will want to remember right after them. Images that elicit disgust, on the other hand, inhibit memory late in the stories. Another recent study completely confirms Newhagen's findings. When consumers find an image to be disgusting, the inferiors with the overall depth of processing this inferiors with the overall depth of processing devoted to the story. So in this section, it is talking about um, how different images can spark different emotions and how that can be applied to people's memory and if they remember something. So I thought it was really interesting that they kind of talked about how if you want somebody to remember something, then you might want to put um, an image that um, is going to alarm them or shock them because that's what um, that's what was the most memorable fear. Um, and then it also talked about disgust and how people don't remember things that disgust them. I think that's probably just, you know, 
they are trying to push that out of their memory. So if you're trying to portray information that you want your audience to remember, don't uh, include something that they might be disgusted with, I guess. Um, I think something that's similar between Sparks and Geller is just talking about emotion and how emotion can play a huge part in what people um in what people think of the content that you're putting out. Um one thing that they talked about in Sparks that I don't believe they talked about in Geller was um just how people um how people think about the news and how people with a more political sophistication end up remembering the news better just because they understand it more. And I think that's something important to keep in mind uh, that they didn't talk about in Geller.